Refresh. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your boy, the Muffin Man, coming back at you again with another episode of Refresh Podcast. I hope you guys have had such an absolutely incredible week. Um, I'm sorry for getting that last episode out. Such a weird timing. Um, so by the time you'll probably hear this one, uh, it'll be back on schedule so I can kind of get things um, just rolling smoothly again. Um, but I hope your Monday is off to such an incredible start so far. Um, I know that the kiddos are still out of school and a lot of you guys are still quarantined, but man, such an, a perfect opportunity um, to be together and to spend time together and to listen to podcasts. I mean, um, so I am super duper honored that you've chosen to listen to my podcast. Once again, much love, guys. Um, so we're going to be resuming. We're actually going to be closing out um, our new series, our little four-part series on um, that is who you are. We've we've had Waymaker, we've had Promise Keeper. Um, Mir- I'm sorry, we have Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, because that is who God is. Um, based and inspired in, in a previous podcast, like I said, on um, the worship song Waymaker. And so, um, let's just go ahead and pray. Father, I just thank you so much for the ability to be here, to provide a word, um, to provide this opportunity to just encourage and to inspire your people. Father, I pray that you would just minister to hearts today, God, that you would begin to just change lives today through this message. Father, that it would reach the the listener where they are and that it would just be an on-time word. Father, I pray that you anoint my lips, let it not be by my words alone, but by yours. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to move in this place and we give all credibility and all praise to you, Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I I am super excited. Like, um, so I'm still working with this new mic. So, um, if it sounds weird, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying. <laughs> so without further ado, you know, we're talking today about light in the darkness. And this is a word for someone who feels like they've gone too far. Like they've reached a place that it's untouchable, like a place that that God's not going to meet them, that they've done too much, they've seen too much. Maybe you've heard somebody say that before. Maybe you've actually uh, been the person that has said that. And I know that this sounds silly, but for many, this is a lie that they're bound up to. Today, I want to focus on Saul in Acts chapter 9. And... The scriptures, they open up with Saul breathing threats and murder uh, against the disciples of the Lord. And in these opening scriptures, Saul is consumed by anger and he is driven by his own agenda, which is to persecute the body of Christ at this time. He was not interested in seeking Jesus when Jesus sought him. And in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 6, it says that Saul was on a trip to Damascus, consumed by darkness. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I lost um, track of my notes. I was supposed to read that for you guys. I'm sorry. 
Uh, let me pull that up in such uh, an incredible way at this time. Um, so do, 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 that's my wedding song. <laughs> I was unprepared. All right, check this out, guys. In verse three, it says, as he was traveling, it happened that he was approaching Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city and it will be told to you what you must do. So let's take a moment to recap what's going on. It says that Saul was on a trip to Damascus and, and, and during this trip, he was consumed with his own agenda. He was consumed. We see that if we scrolled up to, or if we flipped up to um, verse two, it says that he's asking the high priest for letters um, from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if, if he found any belonging to the way, both men and women, that he would bring them bound to Jerusalem. So Saul is on this rampage to continue his persecution of the body of Christ. And during his trip to Damascus, he had destruction on his mind, but he was unaware that Jesus was about to wreck his life, that God was about to do something extraordinary. And light illuminated everything around him. That in a commentary I was reading when I was preparing for this message, it said actually that um, the light that illuminated the area that Saul was in was much brighter than the sun itself. That it, whenever it talks about that Saul fell to the ground, he fell to the ground in, in a way where he was um, trying to defend himself to where he was so consumed by fear that he was trying to defend himself because of the sudden contact with the light. And the contact with the light had ripped away every ounce of agenda that he was pursuing. And I want you to understand that um, whenever you face the truth, whenever you face the light, I know that the Bible says that whatever is done in secret will be brought to light. And I've been on the receiving end of that so many times that there were sins that I was keeping hidden and things that I was doing in secret that I thought nobody would ever find out. And God had just brought it to attention and, and I had to face it. I had to face consequences. And it was definitely some of the toughest times in my life, hands down. But I have worked through it, and I am appreciative of that. And that's what Jesus was doing right here to Saul, that uh, that Saul falls to the ground out of fear because he's suddenly being faced with the very person that he's been persecuting. And whenever the light just connects, when the light contacts the darkness that is within Saul, you know, Jesus begins to say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That Jesus speaks to Saul directly, and he puts it into a perspective that, Saul, you're hurting me. When you put Christians in jail, you're putting me in jail. And Jesus makes it personal and very clear for Saul in this moment. It reminds me of this book I was reading. Um, it was called Jailbreak, and it was about uh, pornography addictions. And um, this woman was talking about, um, she's one of the authors of the book, and she's talking about that whenever she discovered that her husband uh, was addicted to pornography, that her first initial response was to divorce him, was to leave him, was to 
um, get away from him. But the Holy Spirit had met her in that moment. The Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, it hurts you before it hurts me. And that's definitely what was going on here. That yes, Paul, uh, excuse me, yes, Saul was indeed persecuting the church and, and making the lives of these Christians miserable. But he was doing it to Jesus first before he was doing it to these people. And then in this moment, Saul is, is saying, well, well, you know what? Uh, Saul, he says, like, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, and Saul says, well, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city and it will be told what you must do that Jesus didn't say, yeah, that's right, fool. Stay on the ground. Yeah, that's right. You get down. That's where you belong. That's where you deserve. I have no purpose for you, my kingdom. Jesus didn't even say that. Jesus said, all right, now get up, enter the city, and you will be told what to do. So we see here in verse 15 and 16, we scroll down from to verse 15 and 16. And at this point, um, Saul is blinded by the encounter of the light. And it says in verse 9 that he was blinded three days without sight, and he didn't eat or drink. And God revealed himself to Ananias, which was a disciple nearby in Damascus. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, get up. I'm here. Get up. Go straight to the street. There's going to be a man from Tarsus named Saul, um, for he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he may regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. And here it, he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So God had begun to prepare Saul for this encounter with Ananias. That he said, Ananias, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go out to the streets and I need you to pray for this man from Tarsus. His name is Saul. And um, he has seen you in a vision. He knows you're on your way. And he knows that you're coming to lay hands on him so that he can regain his sight. And at that moment, uh, Ananias was gripped by fear a wee bit moment. He said, but Lord, I've heard about this guy. Are you sure? He's the one that's that's hurting your people. Are you sure? He's the one that has the right to imprison us. And, and if we call on your name, you sure? And then God's like, absolutely. For I have chosen Saul to be an instrument used by me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. What does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with me? I know that's probably what you're thinking right now as you're hearing this, but you know, I believe there's a pair of ears that is hearing this word right now, and you're guilty of doing the same thing as Saul that you've been hurting Jesus without realizing it. And when you call yourself trash and you call yourself unworthy, and when you choose sin over Jesus, you're calling Jesus' sacrifice void. Now you have to understand that before you hurt yourself and you, before you hurt others, you hurt him first. But I want you to know that it's not over for you. 
that he still has a plan for your life, that so many of us oftentimes feel like we're beyond rescue of God's love. And I'm sure that in that moment that Jesus revealed himself, Saul must have felt like, are you sure you want to use me? What would Jesus want with somebody that persecuted his followers? Are you sure you've got the right guy? And, you know, God has a track record, guys, uh, of using the people that you would less least likely, that you would never ever choose, the guys that would be the last to pick on your dodgeball team. God has a way of using the underdogs and the people who have been there the realest and toughest of stuff to go out and carry on his mission because it's those people that are able to be effective and able to be communicative and able to be relatable to those who are hurting and broken, you know, and, and people are more so likely to listen to someone who had went through what they have gone through and have overcome versus somebody who has no single idea what they're talking about. And I love that he says that in verse 15, go for he's chosen. I've chosen him to be an instrument of mine to bear my name. So right here he adopts Saul and he says, I've adopted Saul. He bears my name. He's going to present my name before the Jews and uh, before the Gentiles and the kings and the sons of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And I, I want you to know that, that the things that you're enduring, the darknesses that you're in, the places that you feel you can't bounce back from, the, the lies that have you gripped, the trauma that has destroyed your mind, um, the things that have, have turned you away from church and, and have turned you away from God, that none of these things are God's fault. But it's more so things that you're allowing to push you away from God's presence and keeping you away from the road of Damascus. You know, these things are, are pushing you into a place uh, and, and into a cave and, and under a rock to where you're hiding and you're afraid to go out because you're afraid to get hurt again. And, and I'm about to use a, a stupid analogy, so do forgive me. But this reminds me of an episode of SpongeBob I saw where SpongeBob went out and, and he was sandboarding in, in this place and, and, and he jumped this ramp and it was supposed to be like this super sweet ramp and he broke his butt. And he had to have surgery and he was paranoid. He, he was scared to death that he was going to go out there and break his butt again, that he had begun to spend time inside and he refused to go back outside and live life. And I feel like that happens to a lot of people that first off, they start off good and they start off great and, and they have this amazing courage and this amazing um, bravery and, and they have the ability to go forward, to, to go and do what God wants them to do. But then something happens that breaks them. Something happens that scares them. Something happens that scars them. Something happens that traumatizes them. And they go inside and they go into hiding and they do not come out. They allow it to paralyze them. They allow it to handicap them. And they stay away. And anytime that God's like, hey, I'm ready for you. Hey, it's a new season. Hey, it's time to do something new. Hey, I have something prepared for you. Hey, I have a gift for you. Hey, I want to do this for you. And they're like, no. I remember what happened last time I tried this. I remember what I was going to do last time we were doing this. And I got hurt. And I got the raw end of the deal. But it says right here that in verse 16, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Guys, I want you to know that this life for Christ is not without suffering. We will suffer. How can we expect to follow a king? 
a king that gave up his entire kingdom, that came to live a life among us, a life of imperfection, a life that that did not even deserve him. And he took a criminal's cross for you and for I. And he died a humiliating death. And he suffered for you and I. And we expect to follow a leader that suffered without any suffering. Guys, we cannot expect to follow a leader that suffered and not expect suffering of some sort. Guys, we're going to mess up. Guys, we're going to have seasons of darkness. Guys, we're going to have moments where we screw up. But what's important is that we get up, that we go into the town, and that we wait for what God is about to tell us. For he has chosen us to be his instrument, to bear his name. That God went on to use Saul in incredible ways. He wants to do the same for you. He wants to use you where you are. He wants to help you work through the darkness you're in and shine that light into your darkness to help others that are trapped in the same darkness as you. In John 8, 12, it says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. And that is a promise because Jesus never, ever lies. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And if we follow him, we're not going to walk in darkness, but we're going to have the light of life. You know what's amazing about light is that it helps you to see things you would not normally see in the darkness. If I try to walk in the dark at night, I might run into a wall or or a chair or something that I see on a regular basis, but I forget it's there because I can't see it in the darkness. And that happens to us in our life when we're in seasons of darkness. There's things that we cannot see that we run into that we normally we'd be able to see if we have the light on. Right here, Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm walking through the darkness with you. And because I'm walking through it with you, I will illuminate the darkness. My friend, you don't have to stay in your darkness. Jesus invites you today to get up, to meet him on the road of Damascus. What is your road of Damascus? Where is your road of Damascus? Guys, my prayer for you in this podcast episode is that you come to a road of Damascus in your life. Whether you are are sipping on a bottle of alcohol, I pray that that becomes a road of Damascus for you and that light is shining into the darkness. If you're consumed by perversion and, and pornography, then my prayer is that you have a road of Damascus encounter that illuminates light into your darkness. If you're part of a toxic relationship, if you're being abused, if you're being neglected, then I pray that becomes a road of Damascus for you, that God begins 
to minister to your heart and shine light into your darkness. If you feel insignificant, if you feel unworthy, if you're battling darkness, if you're battling depression, if you're battling anxiety, if you're battling any sort of impurity, if you battle in anything I did not mention, I pray that those things become a road to Damascus moment for you, a very moment that light illuminates your darkness and that your life is forever changed. Not saying that your suffering will go away, but that your suffering will become purpose that God can use to glorify him. And let me tell you, anytime you are on the end of of glorification and that that is brought to God, that you are going to live a life that is so satisfying and so pleasing and much, much more satisfying and pleasing than anything that you can ever conjure up, anything you can ever whip up, anything you can ever build up, anything you can ever invest in, anything you can ever make on your own. You will find true fulfillment and peace and joy within those very moments. Let's pray. I want to pray for you. God, I thank you so much for my friend. God, I thank you for every viewer that is listening here right now. God, I thank you for this incredible message that you've just handcrafted that you brought to us here today. God, I thank you that this life is not promised without suffering, but God, I proudly, God, I gladly suffer for you. And I invite my friends to do the same thing. God, we suffer for you. God, I pray that you would help us, that, that you would call us, God, to be instruments that are chosen by you, God, that we will bear your name before all of those people around us. God, that we would not be ashamed, that we would not be embarrassed, that we would not be um, consumed by fear. But God, on the road of Damascus, God, I pray for those encounters, those God encounters throughout these weeks, throughout any time this podcast is played. God, I pray for road of Damascus encounters, that you'd begin to shine light in darknesses, and God, that you'd begin to reveal truth, and you'd begin to reveal peace during this time. God, I love each and every person that has listened to this podcast, and for the ones that have not yet heard it, God, I thank you for the ones that are going to hear it. God, I pray that you would just continue to move in such an incredible way and a powerful way that only you can do. God, I thank you that just like Saul, it doesn't matter about how we start, God, but about how we finish. God, I pray that you would erase our past. God, I pray that you'd forgive us for our wrongdoings, forgive us of our sins. God, cleanse us, restore us, give us brand new hearts. God, give us a cleansing mind, God, that we can remember what you brought us through, but help us not to dwell on the things and, and the imperfections that we tend to host. God, I pray that you would just meet us where we are. God, I thank you that we are not too far gone. God, I thank you that we're not too broken. God, I thank you that we are not waste of space, but we are just made with a purpose and a plan that only you can do. And I thank you for using that. I thank you for taking that and doing something with it. Father, I love you. Father, we give you the highest praise. You're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Refresh Podcast, where Christ goes before us so we can bring you another refreshing word. Guys, we have closed out yet another incredible series together. That is who you are. Today's episode being the light and the darkness. This has been your boy, the Muffin Man Sayin'. Keep it fresh. Have a good day and God bless. Love you guys so much and cannot wait to be back with you for another episode. Yeah.